Alright everyone, welcome to podcast number 48, uh, presented by 5pin Universe. I'm your host, Kerry Kreitz. We have the usuals once again, Tim and Dexter Wiseman, Adam Weber, and our special guest this week, hailing all the way from Ontario, Mike Herbert. He uh, is in the top five of the best over 40, right Adam Weber? Yes sir. <laughs> yeah, at least I'm recognized for something, right? Yeah. Even though he's not quite 40 yet. Not quite. No. It's a clear advantage. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, so Mike, uh, obviously as somebody that has traveled Canada Bowl, even traveled to the States to bowl in the duck pin, uh, even has a title on the duck pin side of things, um, you were one of the first ones to join the WCBT out west here and become a full-fledged member, and you happened to even make the first show that we had, and you did fairly well in it. Um, how do you feel about how the WCBT has grown out west here and with all the Ontario and Quebec bowlers even coming out and supporting it as well? I've been uh, talking nonstop, like about the Pro Tour uh, WCBT. I, you know, because I went to the KG Open. I did the West Hermes before you guys formed it. Uh, I, I went to the KG near, near the end of it, um, the second last year. Um, you know, and I did Collingwood. I did some other stops. They're, 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 I enjoyed them. I enjoyed the match play format. I don't like making a cut and having one match and going home. And that's what Ontario was doing at the time. So I really enjoyed coming out. Um, I've hyped it up for a long time. And now it's caught on with anyone who's come out is coming back from Ontario. And you guys are doing a really good job of, you know, promoting it, whether it be Facebook or podcasts like this. And the prize money, just more people, the money gets better. Um, the hospitality is really good. All, all around, it's good. I mean, I don't look like I'm a guy that's there to socialize. I'm there to bowl, but... I do enjoy the people, um, but the competition. It, yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, if people don't know or haven't seen Mike out on lanes, um, Mike is a very intense individual when bowling is going on, and I think that's what makes it so intriguing to see um, that level of commitment and um, grinding. If you're not playing well, you're you're one of the guys that you know is always trying. I've never seen you quit on anything. Um, and we definitely appreciate you coming out and supporting all this stuff and being a large, a large portion of um, why Ontario bowlers are still coming out to these events. Um, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Definitely yeah. worthwhile. You had kind of mentioned something before um, the podcast started there about um, the 235 average bowler coming out to these events now and the cuts being in the 270s, high 260s. Um, what? Well, yeah, it's 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 challenging. Like um, the attitude, I hope you hope that people would take is I'm two thirty five. I'm gonna the cuts. Let's be honest. That's almost a that they would have to have a day to make it, like a really good day, right? The attitude you'd hope people would take is I'm gonna keep on going and I'm gonna practice. I'm gonna get better to get to that level, right? That's what you're hoping for, and that's what I'm you're seeing a bit. But it is challenging. I can imagine it'd be very challenging to always go to these tournaments, especially if you're flying and not make a cut. So it's a very, it's a very challenging area to be in with averages. You know, like like you could be like an Adam or yourselves, you know, there's now it's hard to bowl four shifts with numbers we have, which is a good problem to have. Um, But if you have multiple cracks at it, you're going to have one shift that gives you a chance or probably make it. Right. Yeah. Sure. I think minimizing the shifts is actually going to, 
help improve, I guess, the quality too, right? Um, you're going to have the guys that come out hot and play really good for the first shift and maybe have a second try. As somebody that's four-shifted it before, it, I just definitely didn't have my game that weekend. So for me to make the cut, even on the fourth shift, would I really be competition on Sunday? I don't know. I'm not too sure. So I think the one the, thing is really yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. I just said the one thing that's very good about the tour, though, is if you do triple shift it, the prize money is so good that you, you know, you're playing Sunday. That's why we all go. We go to play on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and you get, you get what is it like four to five hundred dollars back? It's it's pretty good return, right? It gives you more than one shift. And you know. yeah, if you're there Sunday, if you're there Sunday, win a couple of matches, it's not hard to get a thousand bucks. Yep. Exactly. Hopefully, cover the flight and the accommodations for the weekend as well, right? Mm-hmm. I do think that that's the re- a good reason as to why uh, Constellation still involved. Um, you know. You have you are that two thirty five average bowler, and and you have you have a good day, and you still fall a little bit short. Um, it still gives you one more opportunity to try to make it into there and, and feel accomplished. You know. Well, let's be fair. So this is my always main argument for consolation. You have one hundred and thirty to one hundred and sixty actual bowlers there. To only take thirty two of them, that's a pretty mean cut, right? So for you to give an extra shot to the other 100 and 100 players to 130 players that's pretty um i think it it gives a lot of people the extra shot at it and they feel good about themselves if they make it out of consolation and make sunday right yeah um let's be honest you make that consolation you have to shoot a thousand triple like you got to play it's got to yeah. be your three game like it's it's incredible the amount of people that are in it that are obviously still good shooters right there's a reason, like, even in 10-pin, they have PTQs and stuff like that. They have these little tournaments to get to the Sunday match play or whatever so that it includes more people instead of the same 24 players or the same 32 players, right? Do, do you think, you know, with the numbers growing as they are around the tour, do you, do you see a, a format like that being kind of implemented where all of a sudden now you take the next four guys, the next six guys? Type, type thing, make, make it a 36-person uh, event or 40-person event, something like that. I, you know, like, because you keep on getting the numbers, like, what Regina is looking like it's going to be 260, 250. Yeah, yeah. looks like they're going to max out. Like, has anyone ever sat down and looked at what the prize money would be like with 48, top 16, get a buy? Like, I don't know what you thought, what your thoughts are on that, but it's definitely an option. We, we did. For, during TPC, we did, and I... No, obviously we weren't, we weren't going to do it this year, but we talked about no. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it'll. If you're, you're not going to be paying out five hundred dollars for cut money, that's for sure. You're going to be paying out less right. because you got to spread an extra sixteen people in there, right? Yeah. Plus yeah. match wins. So, uh, I would, I personally, like me personally, not speaking on behalf of the tournament, I like the thirty-two cut. I get why KG went that way. Uh, when it was big, but uh, I think consolations kind of like a, a middle ground in a way. Sometimes people want that money, so you're not going to be enticing people to play two shifts or three shifts, three shifts or four with less money in the pool. Yeah, I think um, if you can, cont- if the tour continuously gets these numbers, though, I don't see a reason why you wouldn't expand the field a little bit. 
um, yeah, you're maybe lose a little bit of cut money for the people that qualify 40th or whatever, but your top 16 are probably still going to get good money. You just spread it a little bit thinner, but what if you start getting 300 entries? Like you, you can cover that, that, uh, bottom line number that you're looking at. Right. So yeah, well, the, I, danger I think, is, the danger is, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, oh, sorry, Mike. I, I think the other discussion we had was the length of game, right? Because now all of a sudden you have another, you know, with Weber being in there, another three hours, right? So, um, well, if you have Lenny and I playing, we'll, if we both make it, we'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> or, or as long as Mitch Davies doesn't have another hamburger during my match, we'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, no, but, um, you, but Adam, you think about it though, at least two hours, because you're going to play an hour on one side. And then you go to the B side, another match over there, and each of those matches usually about an hour. So yeah, I, I, I I think you'd almost uh, the first match or whatever the format is. I think you got to cut the field by sixteen after one match. Yeah, I, I think you'd have to, and then run the thirty-two, right? So then at that point, uh, you're adding maybe hour, hour and a half, something like that max, which I think is doable. Um, but you still but it, you still run an eight. Well, depending on the on the on the tournament an a an a side b side you're looking at least an hour uh a match at least two hours. well no i i'm thinking you, you give the top 16 a first uh, round by and then you yeah, play yeah, one match saying. and then then you take the 32s at that you're point right. I, yeah. I, I i don't know yeah, no you're right these are good problems to have if we keep on having these numbers it's definitely a good Very problem true. to have yeah. one other thing you can always you, you can just, just adjust your entry fee to say two and a quarter Right now, all of a sudden, there's there's another five grand in type thing, and I, I don't think it's it's unjustified for people to spend an extra twenty or twenty five bucks a shift for that reason. But I don't there, there there's options there. I think. Yeah, there. I think there's definitely um, there's going to be growing pains once these events are are established at two hundred entries. If if you start getting that two sixty every year, like you're you're just going to expand your event, right? You're going to add the Thursday shift, maybe even two Thursday shifts. Like it, it, it's going to go through growing pains, but I don't see a, a downside. The only downside is if like, uh, I hate to say it and I'm not sure if this is true story or not, but the reason the fall of the KG and had a lot to do with KG closing down, obviously, but there was a lot of, a lot of stuff going on and money was being withheld and, if you have some shady stuff start going on, that's what kills the tournaments. It isn't because they added it to a 48 cut. That thing killed the tournament. There was other stuff going on, right? Mm-hmm. The Rose Bowl. The, the, yeah. I, I don't know all the ins and outs about the KG, obviously, but I, I, any tournament, you guys are very, um, if you want to see a balance, a rundown, you can see it, you know where all the money goes, and you have not, it's not one person running it, it's a committee. Right. Yeah, so. ex- exactly. You go to any one of the host committees, you can exactly see what the payouts are, what came in, what the sponsorship money is, what they're paying for. Like it's very straightforward. There's no no stuff hiding anywhere. So um that and that's the whole idea behind this whole tour thing is to be like a glass house. You want to you want to look in, it's you're free and willing to. So yeah. I've been around, obviously, to a lot of tournaments locally here in the area. Like, in, I grew up in Ottawa. I live in Oshawa, so um, I'm. I was in a lot of tournaments growing up in Quebec, and there's a lot of big tournaments you guys never even heard of. 
I'm the best person at winning a tournament that cancels it next year. I'm really good at that. Whenever I win, they don't have it next year. So I can give you a few tournaments I've won that you'd scratch your heads and never heard of it, but it was actually good money. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But then they cancel it. Mike, it is. So you're, good you're thing never allowed to. Get... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please do not come back to TPC and win. <laughs> no, I have to make a cut first. <laughs> we are adding um, shifts every year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's good to know. But uh, yeah, no, I, some some of the tournaments like I've seen some good ones come and go. And I, I, one of the problems with a lot of tournaments, what would happen is they'd have a prize list based on a hundred people, right? So then if they got a hundred and ten, they wouldn't add. And if they got ninety six, that's fine. Uh, sorry, if they got ninety six, they would take away one year, which is fine. You don't make the hundred, but then the following year they get an extra six entries and don't put it in, right? That that's what caused. I'm not speaking for KG, but some tournament, other tournaments I've seen go, that's kind of where the start of starting problem was. Yeah. Like, it's okay that if you don't reach your prize list, your projections that you take away, but then you can't say, oh, I got an extra 10 entries at 100 bucks. I'm not adding to it. You got, it's got to work both ways. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? as, as long as you're straightforward and you show what's happening, what you're doing, and the, the bowlers agree with it because they're the ones putting in the money, then you should have no problems, right? It's when you're you're not telling the bowlers, you're not um, putting it out there what exactly is going on. Then the bowlers kind of get shy of it and then they don't show up again, right? Like, like I, I played a tournament one year and I don't, it, it was in Espanola, which you got, it's near Sudbury. Uh, Dave yeah. Secord used to run it. Fair, uh, still free fall center. I was fortunate enough to, to win that tournament, but it was, um, he had a lot of sponsorship. He only got 50 or 60 guys and it was $3,000 for first with a $100 entry fee. Wow. wow it was insane it was just you know there was great money but the one one year there was bad weather and a few things happened but he did it the right way he pulled us all in the room and we voted on a solution right yeah. that's what you got to do so yeah yep. exactly but i guess to, to get back to your your original question on the you know the the 235 average bowlers uh, it, it does seem that at every one of these events there's usually two or three of those kind of Call, call them kind of fringe players, you know, 230 to, to 250, really, uh, that, that mm-hmm. always seem to make the cut. And then usually one of those guys kind of, you know, gets the 16s or the 8th straight. It's, uh, it, it just proves that at any time that, that any of these guys can get hot, uh, especially at a house like, like you know, Golden Mile. It's, uh, you find a line there, you could run, you know, 23, 24 relatively easy, it seems, right? So Yeah, um, the thing is with bowling, too, though, like, like, it was a good point, but with, with 235 average is a big variance. That's a big word because where do you bowl, right? Maybe you bowl sure. somewhere that's a little tougher. And you, like you say, you get a few black-based corners to fall on the right time, you know? Yeah. You, yeah, you know, you can definitely get going. Yeah, for sure. Like, if you guys take a look at the Ontario Masters scores this year, like, 237 is going to make nationals right now. Playing you a couple always, of really tough centers, yeah. you know? Like, wow. yeah, it's, number, it's a numbers game, too. Like, there's not as many bowlers, but it's definitely, um, you know, I, 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 I just shot a 1790 in game pins for nationals. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I... You know, I'm not knocking it. It's definitely it was a tougher, tougher center, and it's just um, yeah. If I bowled there, I'm sure my league average would be 230, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's very true. Just even like the Alberta Masters here, if we would have played all our tournaments in Central, like, 250 would be making national team, not not 290. Mm-hmm. Right. 290. No. It's, yeah. 
Yeah. Or what was it last year in Alberta? Two two eighty. Yeah. Two eighty. You guys do the two drops or one drop? Two. Yeah, two to six. Wow. So you really want to have good days when you hit a nice center, like a good falling <laughs> center. You, you, you <laughs> yeah. don't want to, you want to be shooting your two eighty, well, three hundred. Yeah. yeah. If you have a twenty one at Bonnie Dune, your five hundred sticks out. That's not good. <laughs> well, and that, that's the thing too, though, is because that that just creates a uh, completely different kind of pressure. You know, you're going into these centers and you know that this is the day you need to shoot. Because if you don't, you're in trouble, right? Yeah. Well, here locally, um, Elmira, the score is – the cut wasn't as high as I expected, but it was still mm-hmm. high. It was 2160. I was yeah. 2250 after Thursday. I was going to re-bowl, and Saturday morning I noticed there was only 40-some bowlers instead of – it was a little less numbers on the last day, or I was going back. Mm-hmm. If they would if they would have been full Saturday on Saturday, it would have been twenty two twenty five. <laughs> I probably would have been good, but it was over twenty two for sure. Mm-hmm. Very, very good pinball. Jeff does a good job at Elmira Dune. He yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I have Myra Dune, yeah. No, I haven't had much I, I play there once a year, but um definitely uh you know, definitely the scores are definitely there. All right, Mike, um, we'll just jump into the special guest questions at this point, and we'll have more topics after. Um, who was your bowling mentor growing up? Uh, growing up, I bowled in the four-lane bowling alley. So mm-hmm. where I bowled, <laughs> bowled in Empire, the owner of the bowling alley, uh, a lot of people might not know her, but Brenda Butterick, um, she was the owner, but she was 240 average. Um, she would have me involved in a lot of um, – tournaments i was able to meet the menards pretty young uh, bernie menard and his two brothers like they would have been big shooters when i was younger um bernie used to bring me up to some tournaments younger so i would say just i got involved young my, my dad got me involved in everything so it was just the good boys of the area so at that time steph laponce was the, the shooter in the area um okay. so he was one of the guys i would look up to yep. you know for our, our area but um you know i met uh probably about 14, 15 uh, through tournaments, I met Greg Pederitis. He actually spent quite a bit of time working with my game and stuff. He gave up a lot of his time, actually, to help me practice. So he would be the best bowler I'd interaction with that gave gave time to me to actually get better. So. Hmm. A good mentor. Yeah. He can still play, too. He just doesn't play. He still bowls. He just doesn't bowl tournaments, so... Um, he, he probably bowls more than anybody else here does. He just doesn't bowl yeah. You know what? If you're a proprietor, you, you know what? I'm sure he makes deals and stuff, but no one bowls more than he does. Like, I mean, if if I came into your bowling center and I said, hey, would you? when I'm not busy, would you give me $20 an hour to bowl? And I came there two hours a day, I'm probably your best customer in the building. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, he... I, he um, he really opened my, he's the one that told me about Art West and with my the support of my dad. So, you know, if it wasn't for my dad, I wouldn't have played anything. He sent me everywhere as a kid. So, Awesome. Um, do you have a favorite tournament? Anything Art West is a favorite tournament um, for me. So, like, if I was to pick any of the Art West stops, they're all great. Uh, my personal favorite is Red Deer. Okay. Um, just just a format thing like even though the 30, the 32s at Regina and TPC it's great but you can go 9 9 and go home it, it you, you cannot control what your opponent shoots yeah um it, you know if you bowl well you you should get rewarded but it doesn't mean you're going to win your matches like in red deer if you just stay steady 
even if I lost four matches, if I eat average 275, 280, I'm making it out of my group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, very true. Uh, do you have a toughest match or most memorable match? Um, I played a guy in Timmins. Um, a lot of people don't know him. Uh, he was Pat Riom. He played uh, quite a few Northern Ontario tournaments. I, I shot, I, I was, I don't know, 17, 18. I shot a 700 double and lost. You know, that, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but memorable, um, I don't, I try not to look at one matches, uh, one match. I try to, match play to me is, I, I clearly I, 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 I get frustrated at myself. I'm never mad at anybody else, but I get mad at myself. And if I get, make it to the match play and losing the match play, you know what? That's fine. I shake the person's hand. That's what you should do. But my goal is done. My goal is just to make match play. If, if once you're in the match play, it's anything can happen. Yeah, as long as you put your best effort forward, then there's not much more you can do, right? Yeah, like like I've a lot of the tournaments in Ontario were one game matches. So like you're you're bowling in a tournament, you paid a hundred dollars to enter. First place is four grand, and if you lose one match, you're done, right? So you know I've had a couple a couple of tournaments where I went out and shot a three three fifty the first game and lost, and you beat everybody else, and you're going home for hundred bucks. It's just the way the tournaments work. Yeah. So it really put a lot of pressure on that one game. No, for sure. That's a. I know club tour runs on the same weekend, which is kind of unfortunate for both both tournaments. I think, but the autumn open is something I think you would really enjoy playing. Uh, Fifteen separate matches, and you can make up ground at any point and stuff like that. It, it's quite the. It's a unique tournament. It's one of the mm-hmm. favorites out here for sure. Well, pinfalls pinfalls very important, right? It's not all about winning your match. Like fifty points is huge, but I mean. You could be ahead by 300, and I can shoot a 400 and win. You can shoot a 170 and lose, and I've caught you. Right? Yeah, I'm sure. It, I'm sure it happens. Oh yeah, yeah. You're gonna get huge, but... huge swings. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what's in your arsenal, Mike? Um, you know what? I have a bunch of stuff at home, but now I just carry. I have a set of comets, um, the original ones, though, not the new remake ones. Um, they're very, very hard ball. I use them primarily for duck pin. I have the older star lines, like the gold star lines, and a set of pro lines. That's pretty much what I carry in those three sets. Right. Mm. So those comets, they're like the ABC comets, I think they were yes. originally, right? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they're not the new ones that Epco came out with, but yeah, the older ones. Right. Um, any special bowling shoes you use, or you just use... Uh... No, I need ones. a new I need a new pair pretty pretty bad. Um, but I um, yeah, Janeiro. I think I have a SST sixes. I think like I need new ones. Um, so you're still fairly young. You're not in your forties, as Adam would like to no, believe. No, but uh, <laughs> no, what's no, on your bucket list? <laughs> you know what? My bucket list. Um, been around a long time. Like people, like in fairness, people do think I'm older because I've played <laughs> every cash tournament since I've been fourteen. Like, like I actually, when I was 18 or 19, I made the four-step singles. I was out practicing, and one of the guys came over and said, why are you practicing? You're a coach. I'm like, no, I'm a kid. I'm like 18, right? Because I was big for my age, right? Yeah. He's like, you played my tournament for the last seven years. I'm like, yeah, I played at 11. <laughs> he was just a guy. He was a guy that ran a big cast tournament, and I was playing since 11 years old, right? Like, That's awesome. So, so, yeah, well, my, my dad was really, he 
didn't believe in it. Like he was really strict. Like, like, like I would, I was two sixty at 11 years old in a tournament. He was like, well, it's okay. But if you want to get better, you gotta do better than that. That's just how he was. <laughs> and fortunately before he passed, he saw me bowl my four fifty, And when I came off the lane, he said he hit the last one on the wrong side of the head. Zone. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, so what I'd like to accomplish, I, you know, I'd like to be a little more consistent. I've given a lot of big tournaments a good run. Like I, you know, I've been second, third. Yeah. I like to win the Western Tour stop. No specific one, just any of them. Um, yeah, finally made a couple of nationals. I would like to. I would like to get a gold medal at nationals. I don't care which one. Um, yeah, that's my goals. Those are my two major goals. Perfect, uh, Adam. You have a question for the. The guest topics, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I got two that uh, I want to kind of add to this thing kind of going forward. But uh, uh, if you had a particular challenge match against anybody, any era, any money, any head, uh, like head-to-head match, uh, who and why? Uh, current players or any era? Any, any era. Hmm. Um. <laughs> No, you know, you know, you know what? Uh, I'll give you. I, can I give? Can I give? Uh, how many am I allowed given? Two. Sure. Whatever you want, my friend. Go. Uh, I, the three players I'd pick. Um, one, just because I was never able to see him. I seen him bowl a lot, and he was still good. But I never got to see Fraser Hamley. Like if I was over forty, maybe, or really old, like you guys think I am, maybe <laughs> I would have. No, but, but but I would like to have seen Fraser years ago um the reason and i would want to bowl him because you only get better if you play the best yeah. um so that's why i would like to i would like to i would like to that would be a challenge match just because you can't get better unless you play against the best um if i was playing in free fall i'd want to play against greg pederitis because in double diamond free fall i don't know many people that probably could have beat him and so that would be a big challenge for me mm-hmm. he was very good on especially on double diamond free fall currently uh mitch Davies. Why not? It's just fun if I got a chance to beat him, right? Like he's he's good. He is a player, but I know I I know I can give it a run. Well, maybe this year at Regina, maybe you get a rematch yeah. for against them. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I mean, like they, we talked about. Um, I, I don't know who I had this conversation with. They 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 were joking around about. I guess you could do an idea where the B side wouldn't be random draw. You'd actually get to challenge who you're bowling. Mm-hmm. that's that's my T- that's what i want i want it so bad <laughs> like I, I would do the unconventional thing like if i was playing that tournament and i made it i wouldn't pick who you think the easiest match was i would think who's gonna be the champion like if adam's having a day and just shot 25 50 or 26 50 whatever he decided to shoot i'd want to bowl in the first match yeah. you're, gonna, you're gonna have to beat him at some point if you want to win the tournament why not do it the first round right yeah, try but, and get him out early do it right well, away. no no no, but you can't be scared of good bowlers. Like, I mean, I know, yeah. and, and that's, if everybody yeah. had that attitude, like, like I I go because I know I can compete, but I want to play against the best in the country. I'm not going to get that playing any other, you know, I'm not knocking any other association, but if you win an out west stop, who isn't there? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I, 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 I like money. <laughs> like money, right? If I if I'm guaranteed 150 bucks for the first match to win, I want to choose Dexter over Adam any day, right? So mm-hmm. it just it's just kind of how it goes. Uh, have you ever beat Dexter yeah. at a tournament? Yeah, uh, I don't think that's yeah, a good choice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I have. I have. A one sure. game match at the Autumn Open. 
anyway, right, dear, but I mean, that's, that's here and there. <laughs> that, that match wasn't worth 150 bucks. I'll tell you that right now. I'll tell you what. It's so funny you say that, Mike, too, because we used to actually say that with, uh, with Gino uh, a lot, mm-hmm. uh, especially when he was going really, really good there for, for quite a few years, is you'd want to get him that first match because once he starts getting deeper and deeper, and he's figured his game out. He's nearly unstoppable, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. like, yeah, oh yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's 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 definitely good. It's a way to challenge yourself. Like, that, if I didn't challenge myself, I I would like I I, I can't just go bowl league. Like, I'm, I'm I I have to have competition. Like, me just go bowling for fun. I I'll be honest with you, I don't enjoy it. I want tournaments. Yep, <laughs> I'm there right now. So I <laughs> I feel you. <ya. laughs> You need league. Oh, <laughs> apparently, I might need league. <laughs> and my my last one, uh, what's kind of a, uh, a either uh, like an obscure or uh, a personal achievement or a stat that uh, you know the general bowling world might not know about you? Um. Well, people know I get upset, so that doesn't that's no big deal. I don't know what I've later, never that's seen you throw show. your shoes away. I don't know what you're talking what? about. That's yeah, later huh. in the show, Mike. Oh, okay, good, good. Okay. No, like, I, like I, I've had, a, like, I'm a, in my opinion, I'm a field bowler, so I kind of, I, I can get hot. I haven't, like, like I had a really, a really great set at Nebs that I'll never do again. It'll never happen a million years. I you know, I had a 12 game set that was like 39, 60 or something like that. Like, that'll, and that'll never happen. Oh. Um, and like, without that was a year that the, all 12 of those games counted for uh, POA nationals. Oh, wow. So I was in PO. I shot, I shot, I shot plus 1100 in Prince over average in 12 games. Holy crap! <laughs> so, so, and what happened is for the year end, I had to choose um, bowling POA or scratch before I bowled the year end. And I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was on the scratch team by 50 and I was, I was guaranteed, even if I kicked the ball down the lane to go to POA nationals, because I had plus 1100. Didn't matter what I did. I was going to Newfoundland and I, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't. The first question I asked, what would I have to use for an average for, for the 18 games for pins over average that year? Because I got to use those 12 plus another six. I was averaging 325. So even with that, oh. my league average, the way they calculated for nationals, I was 291. <laughs> I'm like, well, good luck. Why like, I, could, I couldn't, I couldn't do that to the team. And to be honest, I, I couldn't bowl POA, and I'm not knocking POA, but I couldn't make more. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I just couldn't make it through the tournament, right? I just, it wasn't for me. No, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that to the team because I only hurting a team, right? Yeah. Sure. Then I bowled a buck fifty and a buck forty my first two games of the scratch side, and that was fun. <laughs> yeah. My, mm. Mike, you do love POA. You tell me that all the time. Mm-hmm. I love it for uh, – it has a purpose in the game. It does. Like, if you look at Masters, there's more POA bowlers. Like, in Ontario, we probably – I I can get exact numbers, but I'm going to say we have 300 or 350 POA members, right? So if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have them. At, like, it, it's definitely a bigger part of the game. I just I, – I, it's meant – I'd like to see people – not want to stay POA that have talent. I, they they I, they that's just try fair. to get better. That, that's all. That's all. That's where I get a little. Um, it, it has a purpose, but 
the whole idea is if, if you bowl a lot, you get better and you want to get to the, for the people that want to get to the elite level, they can't keep on playing POA. Um, I had a conversation with my ex-wife, Christina, actually just tonight about this. When I first met her, um, she was 230 average and she told me I'm a provincial champion. And I said, oh, good for you. Where did you win? She's like, I won the Midwinter Blues Scratch Ladies. I said, who did you beat? She got really mad at me, but I motivated her to go try these new tournaments club tours and all the stuff. And you know what? She won a club tour. She won Ontario singles. You know, she wouldn't have achieved that if she didn't, if she would have stayed just bowling POA. Just that extra push. Uh, maybe the way I did it wasn't, you know, I don't know how to say it nicely. So, <laughs> yeah. but, but I, like, like, I mean, me saying who did you beat probably wasn't the nicest way to say it. I was just trying to say that you beat, you bowled really well, but you, you weren't playing against the best. That's kind of where I was going. And then she's actually coming out to Regina. So, you know, good for her. Hopefully she does well. Yeah, no, exactly. So since you bring up Regina, we might as well talk about the next couple weekends. So uh, you're headed out to the Timmins Invitational in uh, obviously Timmins. Yeah. Yeah. We had it there um, bowling doubles Friday night and then uh, hopefully one shift, but possibly two shifts on Saturday and match plays on Sunday. I know we asked Al, uh, Al Paquette this before, but how many lanes are at the Timmins? 20, I believe. Is there 20 or 20? I think it's 20. Right. It's a, it's a fair size center for, like, Timmins is not a really big community, but it's the only bowling alley there, right? So. Yeah. And they always have a great turnout. They're always running weekenders and stuff like that. To oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? You know what? Al does a terrific, terrific job with that. I was going again since 14 to that one. And um, there's there was run by different people, and it was still a good tournament. And then Al, it, I, I went out probably for 15 years straight, and I took three or four years off. And then when I went back, Al, Al took it over. So yeah. he's done a. It went from a five game tournament. It was it used to be five games, both, and then top half make a cut, and you both five more games to get to the 24 spot. Um, and now now Al has it more aligned to what Out West does. It was always a great tournament, but I do like the changes Al's done. And he, he's really good. He had a local TV station there. Like as you know, he's always on there for weekenders, so he's really done a good job with it. Yeah, no, for sure, it's a phenomenal tournament from what we see out west here. Unfortunately, none of us have gotten an opportunity to go out there yet, being the well, weekend before Regina and all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean. Like you look for me for my when I live in Ottawa, whether you're Ottawa or Toronto, you're looking at about a seven-hour drive. Uh, Thunder Bay, you're looking, you know, seven or eight. So, so it's not exactly close. Like suburbs, three hours. It's not exactly. It's amazing. It's not the most convenient location, and people like the numbers he gets are incredible. Yeah, yeah. huge they have support an airport system. there, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's a testament to the house, the scoring, the obviously the people running the the, the tournament. Right, it, it's always a testament when you're getting kind of a regional type tournament to, to major success. You know, good good on Al and, and you know the organizing committee and obviously all the bowlers for supporting. So yeah, they, the owner's very nice. She's involved. Like Nat, Nat, Nat is a very nice person. She's, she's always awesome. uh, an involved owner. Yeah, like she's she's always talking to bowlers. She bowls the tournament herself too. So awesome. Um, and not to move on too quick from it, but. Um, the Regina Classic, the third stop on the WCB Tour season, is the weekend after that. Um, event starting Thursday. Uh, they're reporting that they're going to be full. Uh, all their shifts are full with, a, with, a, with re-entries, but 
Um, seems like it's going to be quite the turnout. They have 160 individuals signed up or something like that. Like, uh, that you, you know, you, you know they're north of 225 for sure, no matter what. Yeah, yeah for sure. They should be north of 250, really. Yeah, and just uh, factoring in if a lot, of, but the, a lot of the, you know, a lot of us have two shifts. Maybe we might get lucky and shoot a big set, but uh, with, we all know the cut's not going to be twenty one fifty. It's going to be a cut. It's going to be high with that with that yeah. amount of bowlers. It's going to be high. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of go by the sorry, go ahead. Especially those guys shooting the twenty two ten, twenty two fifteen early, almost forced to play another shift, right? Well, last yeah. year I, I've had a really rough couple of years at West, and I actually had a good shift going one year, and I, I talked myself out of it. I had fourteen fifty for five in Regina, and I, and I told myself, "Wow, I still need eight hundred. It was the stupidest thing I ever could have. Like, really, it was rolling good, but when you think about it, no one's safe. You have fifteen hundred for five, you still have to throw the ball." Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's a scary thing, and I think you see a lot of people there with that. Like you said, with fourteen, fifteen hundred through five. And they're coasting, and then all of a sudden they start thinking about it a little bit. All of a sudden you punch a couple of times, and then it's panic mode instantly, right? It's mm-hmm. a, yeah, it, it's a different beast, that's for sure. And TPC is becoming that way too, right? Uh, mm-hmm. you, ha- you have guys panicking in game six, game seven. You see it all the time. Um, mm-hmm. it's hard. I was very sad to be, I was, yeah, I was very sad to miss the TPC this year, but I will be back next year. We were yeah. too. You could have got us to two seventy. Probably kind of ten ten shifts. Just gonna go on. Next year, I'm just going out to see the West Edmonton Mall. And if I have time, I'll bowl a shift. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, we did miss having you there. You're you're one of the most absolute animated people. You're super passionate about the game, but um, you are probably the most entertaining person to watch bowl to. Yeah. Like, if you would have had a mic on me, you wouldn't like what I had to say about your bowling alley, but you know, it's a nice spot. <laughs> that's that's, that's that, okay. That's, that's fair, Mike. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair, Mike. Honestly, I didn't even know that. I forgot you weren't even there until Desher brought that up. So, uh, joke's on you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> no, but in all fairness, though, it's yeah, great supporter of the tour, so. Uh, so no, no, it's good, it's good pinball. I just, I just have to fit. I'm just not. A, I just didn't. Yeah, I made the cut once, I think. Well, yeah, you, I, you need to come back now that we made the changes, right? It's, it's synthetic no, I, now. There was nothing. There was nothing wrong with it. it is, it's very. I, I'm watching everybody else get strikes. And I'm just like, really, it's, it's there. It's just not throwing the right ball, right? It's all about adjusting and quit bitching and actually change my shot and do something. <laughs> um, so what do you guys think the Regina cut's going to be? So I made a prediction earlier today, and and then I, I second guessed it because I, I thought the cut was twenty two hundred last year. It turns out it was like twenty one sixty, twenty one sixty five or something like that. But based on Facebook, the last couple of days there was almost two perfect games on uh, on Monday alone, and a- adding an extra sixty entries, um, I'm gonna say twenty two twenty. I said a twenty-two forty originally. I'm gonna say twenty-two twenty. Oh yeah, they had a couple of nine baggers. They took a picture of the one guy who didn't have nines in the gun. No, I'm joking. No, it was good for them. They had <laughs> two big games. <laughs> no, it was good though. Joel and Joel and who else? They both had nines. Um, Jeff Hibner. No, good, good for them. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're saying twenty-two what? Twenty-two twenty-five. I'm 22. going with twenty-two sixty-two. Oh, oh, please. 
It's a lot of bowlers. Yeah, it is a lot that's, of bowlers. That's, that's a lot of good bowlers, right? It's also pace of play. Pace of play. Yeah, you know, if you know the number, people know it's over 22. You, you hold the ball a little tighter, it's not hard to get a bad game, right? Yeah. Hard, mm-hmm. hard to say. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, pre- I'm predicting just under 22. I'm going to go 21.98. And for the mm. simple fact, pace of play is going to be absolutely huge. And the scoring has actually dropped over the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, I, I think it'll be just under. You, even though the, the, the numbers are big, it'll still be 30 pins higher than last year with the, the extra 40 entries or whatever. Mm-hmm. But. I, I don't know. Um, well, obviously, I, I, you don't I, I, know. I'm, That's why you're guessing. I'm, a, I'm absolutely <laughs> terrible with predictions, as you guys know. Fact. Uh, I... I pace of play i thought would be a huge factor of tpc and the scoring is not as good as regina so i think that adam stereo of 2198 with uh better scoring it should be higher than that uh, i feel like the guy from barstool sports with a pizza right now i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> <laughs> um i'm thinking 2111 2111. Sorry, what? Sorry, 2211. 2211. 2211. Yeah. 2211. And uh, only because I saw lanes one and two actually scoring properly. Because um, those two are just dives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thanks, but Rick what Schaefer. Else? <laughs> what else have you seen all year? <laughs> have, have you seen any well, other What's the highest I've ever year? recorded? <laughs> yeah. What? Um, I don't think Dougie's playing there, so he can't throw any perfect games. So maybe that's part of the reason why he didn't see the scores. But You're I saying that I, the, the highest cut, Mike? Well, the highest cut ever at Regina was 22.30 or 40 that one year. Yeah. Um, it was big. Was it that high? No, I think it was 22.20-something. I think it was even 22.14. Okay, well, I know that uh, there was a year that um, – Wolfson. Wolfson, he was one under. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I, think was, was, I think it was actually the year Mitch and I met in the final. I think that was the year with the big big cut. Because um, who came in third? Uh, I got from Winnipeg. Brad Henderson, he came in third. He he had a big set. He Cup lost and he won the Constellation. 22 27. Hmm. Brad Henderson yeah, okay, was yeah. 32. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I thought. Yeah. All right. I'm liking my prediction. Are we, uh, are we putting beers on this one too? No, no, uh, we, we I, do that on bowlers, not on cut line. Why? Cut put your money, too, put your money where your mouth is. I'll put a beer on the line. I don't care. Perfect. You're not a pansy. That's right. Well, I'm My, sure you owe us enough by now. Okay, so so what's Adam? Is this Price is Right rules? No. Yeah, you close no. to no. no. 20, 20, go over. 21 <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to go over, but I'll be close. Uh, mine will. I'm guessing twenty two fifteen. I don't oh, think. I don't think it's going to be astronomical. Just due to pace of play, it's still going to be good. But there we go. I still think it'll be sub twenty two. Yeah, I don't know. I hope. So. I hope you so. haven't played much this year. So if you, so if you shoot twenty two oh one, are you sitting? Uh, no. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> There's your answer, right, right there. Great but, question, Mike. Got a boy. But, but hope in the back door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm in for a beer. <laughs> there you go. There it is. 
but to, I, I only have four four sticks for room for Aronoff because he carry he waited till the end. Well, that's what good betters do. I'm no chump. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> that's fair. Probably, You're a significant chump. I'll try and three shift it for sure if I can get my other <laughs> shift in. Uh, you know Mike Lacuse will be four shifting if he can. <laughs> I'll just stay at your house for the week. And when it's in CPC, I'll stay there all week, do a shift on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> just pre-shifting it? There's an idea, boys. Yeah. Like, like well, pre-bowl your shift. How many people would blow up over that? Not the same conditions. Yeah, tough luck. Exactly. <laughs> So, what topics do we have going on here, guys? I just, I, I just want to hear some good Mike stories for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. So, so rumor has it you have two vehicles. I've, I've heard, <laughs> Is that the rumor? Is that the rumor? I, I've, I've, I've heard stories that you have like your normal car and it's a nice car, and then you have like a shit car that you bring to tournaments so you can beat it up. Well, no. Well, I used to have um, shit cars because I had an uncle that was a mechanic, so I always had a thousand dollar car, right? So I never had a nice car. Mm. So I didn't give a hell. I didn't give a damn. If uh, a couple of times <laughs> I did try to throw my bowling balls through the trunk and didn't open it, didn't work that well. <laughs> <laughs> Made me feel better. Uh. Yeah. Now I have a newer car, so I can't do that anymore. And I'm trying to set a good example and have a good name, you know. Like I'm just there for fun. Hey, man, you've got to be you. And like I said, you're you're, you're passionate, you're enthusiastic, um, and, and yeah, you are definitely animated. Um, it actually, it actually. You might sells. be the only bowler <laughs> in the history of bowling that might actually have CTE. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> well, I don't punch ball racks. I don't, you know, I don't punch no. ball racks or yeah. anything else. You know, you're definitely no damage anything. Like, like really, like really, I got a dirty look at a Masters tournament. Kind of a weird look. I think they were just shocked because I popped the head, of, our bowling ball off my head pretty hard, and they stared at me. I'm like, "What are you gonna do? Throw me up, hitting myself in the head with a bowling ball? Like, really? What can you do?" Yeah. You know, th thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, we didn't don't have band aids for that for TPC because you wouldn't be able to see out your two eyes. Yeah, <laughs> but but you're right. You're you've always been super respectful. Um, yeah, and as a proprietor, we really appreciate that. Like, like I have you guys obviously heard the lighthouse story of Debs. Did you ever hear about that? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, I wasn't even mad. I, I had a bad night in league, and somebody said, "I bet you can't even hit your bowling ball with your shoe." So I tossed my shoe. I was mad, but I don't care. League, I don't really care. It's league, right? But I threw it up too high in the air, and I hit one of Tom's lighthouses out of the ceiling off uh, with my shoe. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no! Oh no! But, but I went, you know, lucky for me, Tom was doing a renovation, and yeah, it wasn't a big deal. But obviously, the people laughed at me for that one for a long time. Classic. Didn't you have one story a couple episodes ago, Tim? I I thought I heard a rumor that he threw his bowling ball outside the door once and he hopped on a car or whatever and drove down the street. Oh, so it's like the telephone game. Everything changes. No, uh, Steve Barker <laughs> might have said something. Um, I was going to practice for Nationals. Yeah. And I bowled four frames, and I had four head pins. I said, I'm done. And I walked home, and I had an old crappy house ball, and I just fired it into the field at Neps, right? Yeah. I didn't care. Like, I, but, 
but then they, I didn't ever start. The guy almost ran over the lawn tractor. It probably would have cost me, like, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, you, you left it out there. You just left. No, I didn't care. I figured leave it there. Some kid was fine. Well, I don't really care. I didn't want it anymore. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I, I will, I'll, I'll bring an updated story on Mark Miller talking about throwing his bowling balls away. I don't know if you guys know, but Michael Cousier took him out of the garbage. In good old Mike fashion, he sold him. He sold $125 to one of our former league bowlers. Now he bowls out of Calgary, Trevor DeForest. So Trevor just wanted any bowling <laughs> balls just because it's a good story. And yeah. and uh, so he's like, I say $125 too much. And then Mark found out about it. He said, tell you what, I'll give you the third one for free. Yeah. Uh, so, so he gets three bowling balls. And apparently Dexter was talking to him. And he's like, well, it's only good for 220s. He's like, perfect. Higher than my average. This is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, so Mark. Man. So now, yeah. What? So Mark. Yeah. And Mike, did, didn't Tim duck you one time as a teammate? I thought I thought I ducked you. It was in a 2014 Winnipeg uh, Masters. Bottom of Academy. Every, bottom of Academy. Everybody was looking for a partner. I was ringed out immensely, and I did chose not to play. And I was the only option for a partner, and I chose not to bowl with you. Oh, I was and, mad because I was watching Christina, right? I, and I, yeah. Like, I already got chirped the whole weekend, and I'm watching her bowl all weekend, and then I couldn't even find a partner to bowl. I bowled three games. A lot of people don't know this. I bowled when you guys were bowling. There was extra extra lanes one day. I shot like a 990 triple. I just threw the ball as hard as I could. I was really pissed off then. I couldn't bowl, right? And at that point, I'd never been, never been to a Nationals, right? Right. right, right, and then I, and of course they're chirping me. They're like, "Oh, Christina made it." I'm like, "Yeah, there's like seven women. The two women that didn't make it are over on the counter over there." And like, I'm like, "Of course, it, I don't, I don't mean that, but out of no. anger, I sure I made a lot of friends." <laughs> and, I, and, I, and then I, then I like, like I was almost thinking I, I like, it was just frustration, right? I, I actually, yeah. and that that part of my actually that's a lot of my frustrations growing up in Ottawa. And I'm not knocking, I'm. Don't take this this way at all. I'm not knocking Quebec at all. It's just I bowled over in Quebec all the time, and a lot of wonderful great bowlers. Not saying that, but the way it works over there is you, if you make the team Quebec, you go straight to nationals. I'm not saying I would make it every year, but if I would have lived there, I know I would have made it eventually, right? So right. a lot of a lot of people I bowl with for going to nationals. I'm like I'm carrying a 255 average, and I'm going at that time Ontario had 24 zones, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and I'm not uh, and. You know, it'd be like it'd be like if I moved to Edmonton. I'm not going to make the team every year, but right. when I do make that team, I have a very good chance if I'm from Edmonton, if I'm from Edmonton, Calgary, or Central. One of the I don't I'm assuming usually one of those teams. There is stories of not every year, but yeah, you know. Yeah. But to make the Edmonton team, you got to shoot 5,500 or something this year. Yeah, I, for, I, I think that's indicative to the house. So both houses are pretty good scoring or decent scoring. No, no, no. But it's still, it's yeah. still, it'd be a solid 5,100 if it was normal conditions, right? Like yeah. next team, 5,150, 5,200. So yeah. mm-hmm. I just want to go back to that story because I remember when Tim ducked you on that, <laughs> and I seen you throw your shoes in the garbage. <laughs> I even I bought them just to just in case somebody from Ontario got injured, you know. And, I, and then like you know you have tough guys that I forget who was there that year. Somebody had a sore knee, and I'm like, really? I'm sitting here, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead and bowl your 170 with a sore knee. It's okay. I, do you know what? I I felt I felt mildly upset because I didn't really know you. Um, yeah. I, and then uh, I thought it was really funny when I saw your shoes in the garbage. So. <laughs> Oh man! Don't oh. ever change, Mike. Don't ever change. No, we love you. 
it's good. We do. One uh, one thing we didn't discuss today, but it's a good topic, and um, it's a good thing to do. I don't know how much you see of it nowadays, but it's. You know, I found years ago you bowl and you'd always um, one of the elders, like you know, like like I give the Bernie Menard story. Bernie Menard did not have to take me to Timmins, right? He saw a young guy who wanted to get better and brought him with him. If we all did that once in a while with someone, it goes a long way, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, uh, Bob I, did that. He brought like a sixteen-year-old from YBC to the club tour. You know, um, Lenny Anseth yeah. is um, amazing for that too. He's brought so many people over for um, even our satellite tournaments and stuff like that. Uh, the commitment Blake. there is, yeah, Blake, absolutely, yeah, yeah. is phenomenal. Well, Gino did that for me and Mark Johnstone. Right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if if he would have done that, would you know not you would have eventually bowled, but would you have got it's, you know it's it's if you're some kid that's 17 that has a little bit of talent, that that offer the olive branch of you know just the drive there is a long way, right? Like you know. yeah. To, to tell you the truth, Mike, um, our local center unfortunately wasn't a part of much of that stuff, so I didn't know anything about four steps, didn't know anything about youth challenge, so I got into those really late. And if Gino wasn't around there the last couple of years of my YBC, I highly doubt I would have went to the extra tournaments and the Masters and stuff like that. That was all. That was all Gino. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, if you look, yeah, exactly. Like, and that's the thing. So if we all we all have to try to do that. It's hard. I, yeah, I'm not gonna bring somebody out west, obviously. But if I'm if I'm driving to Timmins and there's some some guy that wants to go, sure, why not? My car is empty. I, you know what I mean? That's not a big deal. Yeah. So yeah, it goes a I, long way. We, I, I think that's maybe why Alberta is strong in so many ways. I think most people in the province try to do that. that. We're pretty, yeah. pretty open to most things like that, and uh, I think that's why we still have good youth coming up, developing. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're, I totally agree with you. Honestly, if it wasn't for, uh, we're fortunate. We grew up with with Stevenson and Tom Stevenson and that. But I mean, Matt helped us out, and, and Daryl Bradley and a bunch of those other ones kind of pushed us forward. And if we didn't have that, I don't know if we would. It would have known, right? So, the only downside is, is uh, I, I offered Tim a ride to a tournament once, and he hasn't stopped getting out of my car since. <laughs> <laughs> you pay gas? Does he pay gas money at least? Occasionally. <laughs> well, I'm lucky to Nobody... be still, still here. KG used to have a separate tournament on the Constellation Day. Yeah. I, I wasn't old enough to drive, and I missed a KG Cup by one. Um, <laughs> and then I'm in the car. I I forget. I believe it was Jeff, I don't know if it was Jeff Warren, there was like four or five people in the car. All I know is I'm in a car with a bunch of pissed off people that all missed a cut by 10. It wasn't a very, it was a very fast drive over to the other bowling alley. <laughs> That's the yeah. thing, we bowled a different bowling alley, right? Yeah. It was Eastview, I do believe. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, to go play the Constellation Tournament. Oh, yeah, and I, well, I got on fire that day. I, I didn't care, but I, I got some money back. <laughs> but it was, I, everything fell that day. Uh, to, to your point there, Mike, uh, honestly, I think it's almost kind of our, our duty as kind of the, the older guard in the game now, right? We all grew up with, you know, those, those guys, you know, willing to offer the, the extra, you know, the extra seat in their car or whatever. For for me, it was Danny Gombach. Uh, we'd, we'd go out to every tournament we could or Rod Wolfson, right? Like those those guys were, were incredible to me. And I, I definitely think we owe it to the next generation to, to at least kind of reciprocate some of that. And uh, I know a lot of us definitely do or at least make sure if, if those younger players want to play we'll either find a way financially to help them out a little uh, mm-hmm. or at least get into that that type of a tournament it, it goes a long ways right mm-hmm. 
and see, you have to do the unpopular thing too. Like if if you start talking, especially for the it's a kid in YBC. Like I don't know if you do it here, but in Ontario we have rookie tours for masters. Yeah. Like they can play with like for a but it's all it's PO POA right. Mm-hmm. So then you have to talk to talk a kid that's bowling POA and winning, or only playing against kids like of like of a like they're not playing against the best. So you have to get somebody that's used to winning to now go on to play against the adults and getting crushed. But they have to do that, or they're not going to get better. That, that yeah. that's a hard. It's maybe not for the kid, but it's a hard sell on the parents. Like, well, why would I put my kid in until they lose? Well, you can't mm-hmm. always win. Sorry, right? But that's yeah. how you get better. It's more about the experience, and hopefully they come back, right? Yeah. The learning curve of it all, right? Yeah, I was always told that uh, you had to you sometimes had to get your lumps for experience, right? So there was a while that I was getting a lot of lumps, and uh, lately I'm getting a little bit more <laughs> on the tour, but. Um, <laughs> Except I'm not learning as much, but uh, yeah, it, you have to put your money in there to, to, to try it, right? There's, there's no way you have to learn otherwise, so you have to play. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And there's lots of events out there. Like, even if it's not the Western Pro Tour, I, I mean, you guys have other tournaments like that. Green Gold looks like a pretty big tournament in Bonnie Dune. I, yeah. I saw online. Like the double schools are insane. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why we play. We literally play for the double spots. Not, not oh, as big as it used Bear, to be. <laughs> I can take a swoop flight out if they ever bring me home. I'll uh, come out again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can go to Red Deer for $190 return. Crazy. Oh, wow. That's nuts. So. I still remember the one year I played with uh, Colin Keir. We ended up winning. It was like 1100 or something like that. But I cleared almost six grand with all the doubles pots for, for a $100 <laughs> entry. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Um, not to end the podcast yet, but uh, just so people know, um, this will be the last podcast before Regina. We will be doing a live one, hopefully Thursday afternoon-ish at, in Regina. Um, we'll see who's all available around there that want to do one. Um, we'll try and get some guys on there that maybe haven't been on a podcast yet. Um, but it'll be live on Facebook, so you can comment on there if you want us to talk about anything like that. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Any big scores, Timmy? Uh, Sorry? Obviously, we saw we saw Mamchers and, and Hibners yesterday. Um, I saw Lyle Dolph uh, oh. cut last week. I think he shot 438. 438. So the, uh, the old three-pin. Yeah. Yeah. Button. You know, congrats to him too. He, he's a phenomenal player for the Sudbury area. I, yeah, I did get one submitted. I did get one submitted. Uh, you were speaking about giving people back and helping people promote things at him. Uh, you did this to this guy when he was 40, and it was Chris Islop, but uh, he submitted his sons. Uh, he had a high triple of 741 this past weekend, so congratulations nice. to the yeah. GD. Yeah. Yeah, no, a uh, lot of near misses for perfect games out there this week. Close. Um, I don't know what the perfect game pot is right now and for the tour, uh, but uh, it's uh, it could easily be one. Yeah, it's getting back up there. It's not uh, obviously not close no, to being capped. No, when's the last time it was won? When's the last time it was won? Dwayne Gilderardi. Yeah. Last oh, year, Regina, right? No, Dave, yeah, Bob, yeah, Bob, Bob, Bob Bokic. Well, last year, wasn't it? Or was that no, two years ago? That was two no, years no, ago. no, no, no. It was, it was Dwayne, Dwayne with after. Yeah, okay. it was Dwayne then, yeah. yeah. He would have been the last one to win. 
But that was the one that basically emptied the cap. That yeah, it the it was next to nothing, or it was yeah. nothing. Yeah. Well, with these num with these numbers now, though, it might it's going to go a little quicker, right? Yeah, exactly. For like sure. I, I do believe it's over six already. It's growing well, it'll fast. Be nine, it'll be up to nine after Regina. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now we just need that big corporate sponsor to put up that car or something like that, huh? Huh? We don't need a car. We don't need a car, guys. <laughs> we we got to stop talking about how, how many times it's been won in the last couple of years so that we do get that sponsor. You know what? We actually did a statistics thing um, for the WCBT board to send to a possible sponsor. It is roughly the same as a hole-in-one. Hmm. And that that's at the professional level. That's not... That's not uh, including anybody that doesn't play the tour events. That's just tour events. It's pretty close to the same as a hole-in-one odds. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, so hmm. potential sponsors out there, if you're sponsoring a hole-in-one at a golf tournament, this ain't that far off. Yeah, and you can usually get insurances for that. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. Well, right, guys, I think we will wrap this up. Uh, Mike, We'll obviously see you in Regina. Um, good luck at the Timmins this weekend. Hopefully, uh, maybe you can take down that DeGrazia guy before he wins DeGrazia everybody's money. open. <laughs> yeah, what, is it two years in a row he's got it? Uh, yeah, I'm maybe, not sure. Maybe not he... even. He just, shot the, he just shot some big scores. I know he won it yeah. last year, but he shoots some really big scores, right? Yeah, he's always shooting huge there. I know Mitch is sick and tired of it, but... Everybody's sick and tired of Mitch winning club tour events, so it's about the same. I like to I like to see Mark Gallego at West. To be honest, that's one guy I'd like to see play out there. Yeah, we, we would too. We always hear about yeah. him, but I, I don't. Yeah. I don't believe the stories. You don't hear. You, you don't. You know what though? He'll never say. It. He's very humble about it. Like yeah. he, he doesn't have to. He doesn't post stuff himself saying, "You look at me," right? He's no, both for good sure. and he gets talked about. Yeah. Till Jeff Young and Mitch Davies can produce him, it's just a myth to me. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Produce him? Produce Mitch him. and Jeff? Or That's right. produce? Okay, all right. Just want to say yes, something Tim. weird. Yeah. All right, well, that was a great <laughs> podcast, guys. All right. Have a good night, guys. Good. Thanks, thanks, everyone. Thanks, 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 thanks for having me, guys.